you have reached the voice mailbox of Game Thing Season 6 Speed Running. You have 19 new messages. Tuesday, the 8th of August, at 10:36 a.m. Hey, this is message for Scotty. This is David uh, with the next pick for our speedrunning gambit. And just to get right to the point, we are going to be playing Punch Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and not Punch Out in the way you might normally do left to your own devices. We're going to be playing the original arcade version, blindfolded. And there's a long history of people playing Mike Tyson's punch out blindfolded, but there's next to nothing about speedruns in general, about the arcade version. There's nothing about blindfolded runs of the original punch out. But um, just to back up, so the original punch out, which uh, someone on Reddit <laughs> said is a bit like the Street Fighter 1 of the punch out series, which means it got the ball rolling. Uh, but is generally not regarded as a recognizable point entry to fans um, of Punch-Out!, but I guess we'll find out for ourselves, sort of, uh, when we check it out. So Punch-Out! came out in 1984. It was developed by Nintendo R&D 3. It was published by Nintendo. Uh, should be an interesting follow-up to GURP, and that this is another game where you have to rely solely on your fists to climb. Um... Blindfolded runs date back to 2010, just generally, with the first classic games done quick. The first one with video proof of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Uh, is 2012 by Sinister1. In 2023, when I'm calling you, uh, Summoning Salt holds the record blindfolded at around 18 minutes. And, uh, I mean, I think it probably goes without saying, uh, blindfolded play requires... <laughs> extensive knowledge of game mechanics, patterns, timing, memorizing all of that, the behaviors of the opponents, and really listening and relying on audio cues for attacks, dodges, and counters. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just sort of figure this out for ourselves. I do want to say, you know, there's a vibrant uh, community, lots of discussion on speedrun.com for the NES version. I even wandered into the uh, official Discord for that version was asked why blindfolded play of the arcade version was not as much of a thing, and I was sort of promptly uh, flicked away and dispensed with for asking such things in the community. I wasn't asking in the right place, but it wasn't clear where to go. But uh, while sending me on my way, someone named that guy said, I assume there's just a lack of people actually wanting to do it. And once I found the correct place to ask on another Discord server, someone named Fartbutt97 said, Probably just because Mike Tyson Punch Out is way more popular to speedrun. So that said, Fartbutt97 wished us luck. We're entering um, hollowed ground with a lot of wisdom here to offer us. This is another one of those games, or peripheral to another one of those games, where people have spent decades turning it inside out. And I really did agonize over which version to play, but then I realized we would be playing blindfolded anyway. So, uh, you know, what's the difference? But I guess we'll find out for ourselves. All right, bye. Tuesday, the 8th of August, at 1.45 p.m. Hey, David. Okay, the arcade version of Punch-Out! is not a game I've ever played, but I did spend a lot of time, uh, briefly, on Super Punch-Out! for the NES um, in, in emulation, trying to speedrun that and learning patterns, uh, particularly particularly 
how to KO the different characters based on um, counterpunching them at exactly the right moment, which is the best way to do a lot of damage. Uh, so, for instance, I know that with Gabby J, uh, who is Glass Joe in this game, um, there's a moment where he says, come on, come on, and does these sort of sideways hops, and then he'll hop in and try and do a big punch. But if you counterpunch him with a body blow before he gets there, that, um, at least in Super Punch-Up, will almost, I think, drop him immediately. Uh, so things like that have been on my radar, but this game seems trickier already. I bought and downloaded it onto my Switch, promptly could not start it. Turned out I had to hit um, like one of the shoulder buttons to start for, for some reason. And then Glass Joe, the worst opponent, uh, handed me my ass twice in a row. Um, I did not have my eyes closed or covered. I was trying to beat him, fully sighted. Uh, and then finally on my third go-around, I did beat him, mostly by being a little up-tempo and, and recognizing some of the uh, visual cues, which I will not have access to. So I think it's going to be hard... Um, the most obvious thing that we've got to rely on here are the audio cues of the game, since that's going to really be the only obvious output that we can use. Uh, somewhat insultingly, the game, every time you hit the left or right punch buttons, goes left, right. <laughs> the one thing you already know is the thing that it tells you. Uh, but you can also hear when you make a punch versus hit gloves. Uh, you can hear, as I said, the Glass Joe trademark, come on, come on, before he does his big punch. There are kind of lasery sounds when he's going to do an uppercutty kind of thing, but I feel like that plays while you're getting hit by it, so I don't know if that one's going to help. And of course, there's the sound I heard many times of me hitting the canvas. Um, so I'm a little worried about the audio cues. The other thing that immediately leaps to mind are timing-based cues. Uh, for example, is the start of the fight always the same? Um, if I don't do anything, will Glass Joe always do the same thing? Uh, or likewise, if I throw a punch and it hits his gloves, will he always do the same thing in response? Um, are there sequences that I can trigger knowingly that I can then counterpunch on, for example? Uh, many questions, no answers. Really almost feels like I'm going in blind. Uh, how about you? Bye-bye. Tuesday, the 8th of August, at 4.49 p.m. <clears throat> hey David. Um, guess you're out. Uh, I've gotten to the very important milestone of downloading and buying Punch-Out, but not yet having time to play it. Um, but just a quick one to say, uh, to underline, you know, this choice, which is there's... I thought, like, in our humble way, we could, in our limited fashion and abilities, we could contribute to the knowledge, um, <clears throat> maybe try to figure out why this is sort of a less popular choice. Um, uh, something to pass along, I read about a strategy called buffer inputs, which may be of use to you and perhaps to me, which is uh, this approach where you press a button, and while that animation is playing, you can hold down the next one, and it'll have the game at least in the NES version, uh, immediately the first available frame, uh, it'll have that punch fly um, ASAP. Um, and also just sort of wanted to, to comment on this sort of play blindfolded uh, is an extension of other types of uh, tweaks you may not have expected or uh, ever predicted people do with video games. Um, a popular one is two people 
holding one controller, um, including Punch-Out. So on Punch-Out, it would be one person on the D-pad, another person on the buttons. Um, to me, I mean, this just feels like it comes out of the lineage of people stretching their value or their limited game libraries. I mean, maybe, I don't know if you grew up with Nintendo, but, you know, oh, we only have five games, so we're going <laughs> to, you know, it's like trying to shoot the basketball over your roof. Um, and I wonder in this context, I mean, I don't know if any of this necessarily says something about games or speedrunning itself. Uh, the blindfolded runs of Punch-Out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, I can tell you, uh, was once sort of a parlor trick, once thought impossible, getting to Mike Tyson seemed impossible, beating Mike Tyson seemed impossible. But over the course of a couple of years, I mean, people did it and do it routinely. Um, I don't know if we'll be among them. Uh, or within the span of time where we're calling each other and missing each other about this. But I can just tell you, you know, looking up videos, sort of studying, um, A, just the existence of this, but B, also the tactics people do. I mean, the videos are kind of hilarious and disturbing because people have literal bags <laughs> on their heads. Uh, and I think on some level it speaks to the way in which speedrunning can be a uh, torturous act. Um, all right, I guess that's it for me. I'm going to dive in um, on the sound you hear on the other side of the phone. All right, bye. Wednesday, the 9th of August, at 7.08 a.m. Wednesday the 9th of August, at 1.13pm. Hey David. Yeah, I don't know how I missed your call. I definitely had my ears wide open uh, playing Arcade Punch-Out with my eyes closed. I was hearing, I was hearing a lot of stuff. Um, and your point about buffer inputs and all of the, you know, the, the, the tech that these communities uh, build up is definitely well taken. We're going to need to know some of that stuff and I'm I'm guessing we're not going to discover it uh, sort of on our own from first principles. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking out how the community navigates the blindfold um, aspect of this game, or you know, or games like it, like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, and if we're going to contribute to knowledge, uh, it's probably going to be phenomenological, describing the experience more than um, contributing some kind of great new technique that can be applied. At the very least, maybe we'll be able to see if the Mike Tyson knowledge applies across to Arcade Punch-Out. Uh, hopefully it will. Uh, and if it doesn't, I'm curious as to, as to why that might be. So I'll try buffering my inputs for you and see how that goes. Sounds a lot like a kind of like really technical description of just spamming <laughs> the punch buttons to some extent, which is uh, one of my strategies. Uh, and uh, allow me to, to update you on what I've been doing, which is <laughs> playing the game uh, with my eyes closed. Uh, I spent some time with the game, as I said, with my eyes open. Then I felt like I kind of got the basic sequence to get into the fight and enough of how um, Gabby J... So what he's called? Glass Joe, sorry. He's called that. Uh, Gabby J is like the, uh, the, the normal punch-out version, super punch-out version of the same guy. Uh, so I spent some time with eyes open watching him fight. Seems like he always opens with the same combo, jab, jab, cross, uh, all towards your head. So... If you start the game with your hands up, you will block his first flurry and therefore kind of know where he is and what's going on to some extent. So 
I was kind of building off of that. I was curious about whether there were more predictable sequences afterwards, but it turns out I didn't need them. Um, so what I've been doing is I, I close my eyes, get into the game, wait for him to throw those punches so I know what's going on, and then largely throw a lot to the body. Uh, and when I hear him start to block those, because you hear the kind of of his gloves uh, deflecting, then I go to the head and basically keep it up in an insane flurry, maybe perhaps buffering my inputs, perhaps not, until I hear the sound of the power-up, which means you can throw the special punch on the X button, which I then try and throw at his head a bunch. And turns out I KO'd him in 43 seconds. Um, I double-checked whether this was a real thing by doing it again in 45 seconds. So I think I understand Glass Joe. Uh, next up is Piston Hurricane. Please tell me you are boxing now, David. Thursday, the 10th of August, at 11.47 a.m. Oh, I'm boxing, Pippin. Uh, well, I have to take it on good faith that I am, because uh, yesterday I had the revelation, oh, I can just bring my sleep mask with me to my desk. Uh, and uh, the level I'm thinking about it is, not that one is better than the other, but I feel like any energy I expend on like closing my eyes is energy that could be spent on uh, listening closely. Uh, to the game and what it's telling me, uh, which is not a whole lot yet. Um, also, the mask prevents the temptation, the very real temptation, <laughs> to just peek and see what's going on. Because uh, I, I, I played yesterday sighted reluctantly just to see what the heck was going on. Uh, also, reluctantly, I report to you that Glass Joe got the best of me. But I think that's not surprising, and I think for the same reason that some of the strategies for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out won't transfer here for the very simple reason that because this was an arcade game, it's designed to be harder. And um, hearing your message just now this morning after playing yesterday and last night, I think we're doing the same thing because I went from Glass Joe beating me to then playing with my The Gift of Sight uh, making it to Bald Bull, then going back blindfolds on. Uh, I beat Glass Joe uh, a couple of times, and then I did pretty decently against the uh, boxer right after him. I had my blindfolds on, and I <laughs> forgot to note down who it was. Um, but the funny thing about playing it blind is... I kept thinking I was losing. I can't say that there was any sort of like intentionality, clear rhythm uh, to what I was doing. Um, the game narrates pretty much every single punch, more, you more specifically than your opponent, uh, as you already mentioned in a previous message. So I can't tell you, uh, you know, you hear the, the TKO, uh, you're down for the count, uh, Oh, Piston Hurricane, that's who it was. I, so I nearly beat him, and I beat uh, Glass Joe basically just by playing super aggressively. Uh, and eventually, I felt like I could sort of picture in my mind at least what I was doing, but of course had no clue what the opponent was doing. But I can tell you, you know, some of the research I did, how do people uh, speedrun blindfolded? They meticulously jot down every single input uh, process that, like, in Ocarina of Time takes at least two months. Um, we're not doing that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, how does it feel? It feels weird, of course.
Thursday, the 10th of August, at 3.24pm. Hey David, what's your boxing name? Mine is www, which is just because it's the easiest to enter for me uh, on the grid when you start the game. Nothing to do with the World Wide Web. Good to hear you're um, in the ring. Uh, your resistance to opening your eyes <laughs> is weird. Is weird to me because I think, well, for one thing, I don't think that you can possibly learn to play this game, um, or not in a week, uh, without looking at it first and then translating your built-up knowledge into not looking at it. But I also wonder if peaking while learning is actually kind of good because it might allow us to build up certain skills while not looking but then occasionally do some peeking to you know kind of update your mental snapshot and maybe confirm or deny things that you're imagining with your eyes closed like i think there's some scientific method going on to peeking um it's very difficult. Uh, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot um, from my sort of first principles research is this question of predictable versus random events. Um, and I've been thinking of it in terms of chess a little bit. In chess, there's the idea of a forcing move where you make a move, often it's a check um, of your opponent's king where they kind of, they have to do, make a specific move in response. And you can often have sequences of these where you can force your opponent to make a series of moves predictably. Uh, that would be ideal in, in Punch-Out, obviously, because you could, you know, knowingly trigger off sets of moves that you then know how to counteract. I suspect that's a big part of it. And then there's the idea of tactical play, where it's more, you know, situationally responsive and is about gathering what information you can about the state of the game uh, through your ears and timing. Uh, for right now, I'm, I'm fighting Piston Hurricane, finding him tough with my eyes closed. Um, the main thing I established was just body blows seem useful, uh, but that's not that helpful. I have started looking at walkthroughs now just to get strategic advice on specific um, enemies. And of course, one thing you notice is that they rarely mention sound, but there are a couple of exceptions. Um, one of those is, quote, he has a wicked rapid punch sequence, which is hard to, to defend, I can confirm. Uh, continuing quotation, the higher note means a punch up, the lower note means a punch down. So there's like this sense of like very specific um, audio feedback on what he's doing. I haven't really worked out how to do anything to do with that. Uh, also, quote, he jumps back quickly, but when you hear the announcer say, come on, come on, watch for the first hop and slug him in the gut before he gets close, end quote. And that's kind of the main way of... Counteracting a bunch of these fighters is that they tend to have a pattern where they have a move that if you counterpunch it um, at exactly the right moment, and this is often a frame-perfect thing, uh, or, you know, like a small number of frames, um, then they instantly go down, uh, which seems incredibly value and valuable in a blind run because you obviously you would like to, to knock them down as quickly as possible. Um, so my, my sort of plan going forward is to see if I can land that right here, the come on, come on, and then get the timing right to be hitting him in the gut, uh, slug him in the gut, sorry, um, at the exact right moment so that I knock him down uh, without seeing him. Uh, the other thing I've started doing is watching um, Summoning Salt's documentary about the history of blindfolded punch-out, which is, you know, that's what my life is now, is just like learning a lot about this thing I didn't really know existed, which is why we do this. Um, have you seen it? Have you summoned 
that particular salt. Uh, I wait in eagerness. Bye, David. Thursday, the 10th of August, at 7.01 p.m. I feel like in this context you're asking if I've seen it. It's a bit of a trap. Uh, but I can report, yeah, I've seen the video you're talking about. I saw it before picking this, vetting it for us to embark upon it. And I saw another video uh, first thing this morning that I mentioned earlier today uh, that was the 10 tips for speedrunning video games blindfolded. I feel like there's got to be more than 10. Including, you know, <laughs> something to walk you down from the ledge of what you said, of, uh, which is true. I had thought about it that way. Of uh, hey, this is this is this is your life now. You're doing this. Um, I had thought about it in those terms. I just was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. I don't know what we're going to do next. And yesterday, I certainly could not have predicted it. Um, but in that video and the one you're talking about and a couple others that I saw, there's a bit of uh, unarticulated argument that really, I think your message touched on it too, this argument that really at the core all video games are rhythm games. It's just whether you choose to see it or not. I don't want to keep <laughs> making it a sweaty thing of just talking about seeing when we're not seeing. Yes, we we both get it. Um, but even, you know, some of what you were just saying in your last message speaks to a certain kind of musicality um, that's in games. And... Uh, I think that's 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 more uh, what I was talking about with what I'm doing, which is not a reluctance per se to look at games. It's just more of a result of um, I feel like I've been playing games for many decades now, and rather than try and learn and then relearn what I just learned with Punch Out, um, I want to go in and see what the music here sort of is. I mean, you talked a little bit about like higher sounds, lower sound. It's like I'm paying attention to the play I have been doing with sight, mainly just to listen, um, knowing that I can't really rely on sight later. And half the time, you know, I do peek behind the mask. I lift it up mainly when I hear someone hit the ground. And it's just this question of like, was it me? Was it them? Uh, and 50, it's 50, 50, like half the time it's like, oh wow, cool. I really got better or I gave better than I got. And then the other half, it's the inverse where it's like, oh, that's me. I'm knocked out. I didn't know. Um, and there's an expression that comes to mind, you know, that's appropriate here, which is appropriate because it's a Mike Tyson quote, which is just that like, Hey, everyone has plans until they get punched in the face. Um, so I don't know about like whether it's weird or cool or not cool i mean we're both playing games with our eyes closed blindfolded so it's, let's just say let's just say it's unusual uh as for the the name i use in fighting i go with a blank name so glass joe all these guys they're fighting the unknown man just because it's it's quicker to zip by with uh with no name bye friday the 11th of august at 12.01 p.m Hey David, I don't have a bunch of time, uh, but I was thinking of you, uh, and I was thinking of Blindfolded Punch-Out, which I've played a bunch of today. I'm focused on Piston Hurricane at the moment. Uh, one key piece of tech I discovered is that you do have a single save state in the Switch version of this game, so you can save 
um, at the start of the fight you're wanting to practice and then every time you close the software it will reboot into that um, state so I've been able to practice on piston much more easily without having to fight Joe I'm on a first name basis with all of these fellas uh, I don't have to fight Joe first one thing I noticed was that there was a smear on my glasses uh, and it didn't matter because I was playing with my eyes closed <laughs> anyway um, I've been practicing on piston I did spend a little bit of sighted time with him trying to understand maybe how to figure him out and the big thing I noted from playing sighted was that I think I'd been flurrying my body blows too much I was right I think that body blows are effective uh, but I need a slower rhythm uh, that seems more likely to allow him to get into the first frame of a punch animation and then um, punch him out of it so I slowed that down and also thought about needing to interrupt his flurry attack, which is a, a timing thing based on the come on sound. Uh, and I won four out of five fights in a row, uh, blindfolded or, you know, eyes closed, uh, hugely based on the pacing of body blows, knocking him out of the flurry um, and some little things like that. Can't say that I'm confused uh, about who hit the ground. I feel like I'm building up a decent kind of inner simulation of what's happening on the screen. Uh, it sounds a little more soupy, uh, maybe for you to use your favorite word and presumably cuisine. Um, question, are we speedrunning this game or are we just learning how to play it blindfolded? Friday, the 11th of August at 1.06 p.m. Sunday, the 13th of August, at 4.39pm. Hey Pippins, David. Uh, I just finished the uh, maximum legally allowed time playing the Nintendo Switch before your hand starts to get numb, which is about an hour, hour and a half. And I spent about that time today, about that time yesterday, about that time Friday. My hands are numb, my mind is numb, my heart is willing. Let's get into it. Um... I've had that same question myself, uh, but I've also seen, for example, uh, a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out uh, speedrunner who also is very skilled at blindfold Mike Tyson's Punch-Out say in some of his videos that it's actually not even required to know how to play these games blindfolded uh, to speed the, run them. So to use his words or to sort of tweak off of uh, what he has to say, you know, this... Whatever we're doing now is speed running. It's just we're probably speed running very, uh, very slowly. Um, that said, things to add from last time. Although I do want to stay on, you know, are we speed running? I don't feel like I'm doing anything quickly other than just <laughs> demolishing uh, Glass. Is his first name Glass or is his first name Joe? Uh, you know, usually every time, uh, about 40 seconds is what it takes. And. My memory from the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which of course came later, but is, you know, like yourself, the one I played first before revisiting this, my memory was he was called Glass Joe because he had a glass jaw, but I'm finding he's more susceptible to body blows. But um, I guess that's neither here nor there, except for the fact that every time I blast through him in about 40 seconds, uh, it's the benefit of flurrying or sort of spamming the body blow button. 
which sort of mishmashes this whole thing about like is blindfolded play does it make every game uh a rhythm game like i was starting to think like is this another weird hair to split like if it isn't musical it's at least a kind of a dance but if it's a dance what i've been counting and this includes you know up through where i'm able to get to now which is almost beating bald bull blindfolded i cannot uh tell you what i do against piston hurricane to have successfully beaten him blind a couple of times uh i really pay attention to the amount of times you hear the opponent block your punches um and then from there like that's actually really helped orient me as far as like what i'm doing and how to change it up and also uh now far less confused about who's being knocked down because i can tell that one your opponent has a different pitch sound falling down than you do you have the lower pitched one maybe because higher pitches yay cause to celebrate what the other one's doing um all right i gotta go um do the thing you know what i mean bye sunday the 13th of august at 6 12 p.m hey it's me again uh i can't figure out how to log into our machine and erase my last voicemail uh just to clarify so i'm going to just leave another quick message here uh, which is to add the comma that i think was missing it's probably worth underlining anyway so uh the speedrunner sinister one was saying you really don't need to have previous experience with punch out to learn it blindfolded but i think what this does is present something we can't ignore and i know it's sort of been sticking in my craw uh which is that you really got to learn a game in some capacity first before you can speed run it um what do you think monday the 14th of august at 8:21 p.m. oh yeah sure don't answer um hey david it's pippin update i can beat piston hurricane consistently um with the key being both to uh sort of get a good sort of synced up speed with body blows uh but also making sure to interrupt his uh whatever it's called piston flurry kind of a thing where he punches you a ton of times you can kind of counter punch in amongst that to mean that it doesn't take you out Uh, and there is a I, it feels like very small window to completely counter punch him out of it and knock him down. I haven't been hitting that much uh, with my eyes closed, but I'm getting closer to being able to do that. But I can beat him more or less every time now. Uh, bald bull, um, I've beaten once, which was by timing again his charge move uh, to knock him down with a counter punch. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of rinse and repeat to some extent, learning the patterns. Um, to the extent that you can with your eyes closed you know punch out is basically just left punch right punch high punch low punch <laughs> big punch don't get punched like you know those are the rules it's like uh, pong avoid ball uh, avoid missing ball for high score you know don't get punched and punch for high score um so it's pretty standard i think the thing that i'm turning my attention to now and that i'm kind of interested in is this this journey you know gets into his kind of back nine is to use a boxing metaphor is this input buffering thing um 
where the idea, so this, the, this, the standard idea of input buffering in, in a game like this is that you can perform a move like a punch and then buffer or pre-cook kind of pre the next move such that the next punch happens instantly after the previous with no delay of frames. Uh, and the very clever thing that especially, I guess, maybe blindfolded players, but perhaps all punch-out players do, is they are able to use this fact of input buffering and the guarantee of sequences of moves with no gaps in between them to create timed sequences that are basically like little timers. So you can, you know, go high punch, high punch, high punch, high punch, low punch, dodge left, and that takes a very specific amount of time that's calculable um, because every move is deterministic in terms of its animation length and because input buffering means that you aren't introducing any delays between them and what that means in punch-out is that you can get to very specific moments uh, in a match against a fighter where the AI, such as it is, pre-makes a specific kind of a move. So you know deterministically what your opponent is going to do after your input buffered sequence, and therefore you can input the correct um, counter, which is really the way of defeating opponents very quickly um, in this game. So it's kind of like programming your opponent, which I imagine is kind of a fantasy of a lot of fighting situations. Uh, have you tried this? Tuesday, the 15th of August, at 7.17pm. Great fighting! You're an up-and-coming boxer! <sighs> Feels pretty good to hear that, you know, playing a video game blindfolded, because, uh, well, you're playing with your eyes closed. <laughs> it's not what was intended for you. Although there are aspects of what I've been thinking that I think sort of rhyme or go with uh, what you just said, uh, which is thinking about video games as these pre-designed experiences that are trying to guide you through doing certain things in a certain way. And playing blindfolded is, I mean, I don't know if it's a total disregard for it, but it certainly changes your relationship with what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to go about it. Don't know if you saw, but there's an attract mode in because we're playing the arcade version, and it tells you very specifically a bunch of visual cues on uh, how to beat Glass Joe. It turns out you're supposed to be watching his eyes, which I've, you know, not been looking at because I can't see anything. Um, but so far, you know, I uh, can reliably knock down Glass Joe in about 40, 45 seconds. I can knock down Piston Hurricane, and he stays down in about double that time. Other point of pride is I can regularly dodge bald bulls. Uh, charging move, which of course knocks you down instantly. And it's a really, you know, it's a bit of a thrill to do this thing where the game is charging at you, these characters are charging at you, and you just sort of stop them in their tracks without seeing it coming. And I just wonder, I don't know if it's specific to speedrunning generally, I mean, I wonder, you know, does this say something more about games, or does it say something more about players? And I feel like all this sort of stuff all these sort of techniques, the fact that, you know, this is a thing people do. I think it says more about people than games, but still figuring out what. Bye. Wednesday, the 16th of August, at 12.30pm. Hey, David, a couple of notes that I think are pertinent to this, you know, player game, what are we learning <laughs> thing. Um, 
So I, I guess, you know, quick update. I'm now consistent on Glass Joe, uh, Piston Hurricane, and Bald Bull. A uh, quick note on him is that if you're able to dodge that charge attack, the next step is that you should actually try and uh, body blow when he hits the second hop in, because uh, that will knock him down and leads to beating him pretty consistently. Weirdly, I also then beat Kid Quick uh, blind the first time I faced him. Not really sure why, other than facing, you know, employing the same kind of body blow, body blow strategy. Uh, and then I lost to a guy called Pizza Pasta right after that. Um, I have been trying the input buffering based strategies. Uh, and the main thing I have learned is, well, first of all, I haven't been able to do it um, in terms of actually inputting a sequence that leads to a fast KO. Uh, I've been practicing on Glass Joe, it seems the easiest. Um, but the, the main observation is kind of how counterintuitive it feels and how disembodied I feel when I do it. Uh, because when you're input buffering, you are sort of by definition, you're not saying do this now, which is what I'm used to in, in video games and in punch out where you, you press the punch button because you want to punch now. Um, but with input buffering, you're saying do this when, you know, later when you're done with what you're doing now. Uh, and it very quickly messes with my head and I find it hard to kind of imagine what's going on in my virtual body. Um, and feels very much like a kind of programming-oriented understanding of the time of the game and the body of the game, right? That you're sequencing actions instead of performing actions. Uh, so I don't feel very immersed. Um, also, it doesn't look like it's going to work on Arcade as written for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which is what I've been looking at it on. Uh, I think we'd need new um, strategies, strings of, um, of inputs. Uh, you definitely looks like you can input buffer, uh, as far as I can tell, so it's possible that we could come up with one of our own if we can be bothered. Uh, and I think all of this, you know, it does tell us about players sort of and games, right? Um, the way that players approach games, this kind of idea of vanishing into the black hole of just wanting to win um, instead of feel or experience, and the kind of, you know, Emblematic of that is this kind of conflict between feeling embodied, which is the way that playing blind makes me feel normally, because I really kind of feel the action rather than obviously just kind of watch it. Um, and then the most effective way to win the game being these buffering strategies where effectively you are just an automaton inputting a sequence of symbols. It could be done by a Turing machine. Um, so this idea that maybe speedrunners are trying to sort of re or de or unprogram the game they're playing is intriguing. Um, and it's just, you know, it seems like it's hard to run and speed smell the flowers. How do you feel when you play? Like, what are the, what are the feels? Wednesday, the 16th of August at 12.43 p.m. Wednesday, the 16th of August, at 1.16pm. Hey Pippin, the feelings of doing blindfolded punch-out. I think I said in an earlier message that it's weird, and that's true. Not a very helpful description, but it's true, and it's a starting point. Uh, it's weird for a couple of reasons, uh, and I find in general... There's just a lower ceiling on how long I find I can do this. Um, 
before it starts to feel like there's there's a I'm not even making any inroads on progress and b uh, am I even able to keep track of what I'm doing in my head in the game? And I could tell you, I've made all sorts of progress. I mean, yes, uh, d- defeating the boxers, but also getting better acclimated. I mean, yesterday I was observing, like, wow, I'm even able to sort of keep track of how long uh, before I'm going to be knocked down. And so I'm able to, like, keep my bearings in the life bar uh, as you continue to play this game, which if we haven't said, I mean, basically Punch-Out is a series of rock, paper, scissors that you play (laughs) against a computer uh, in the form of boxing along these four different quadrants on the screen as you, these different areas you can punch and then you can also dodge, although I find in general also oddly, every time I go back and play some of these older games, not that I'm underestimating them, but I tend to be pretty reckless as far as uh, uh, even trying to lean on uh, guarding or blocking in this case. Like, I feel like I can just mow through it because this is an older game and, uh, you know, games today are way more complex. I don't know if that's true, and I think there's a uh, sort of... uh, thinness that needs to be inherent if it's an arcade experience because they want people to stick with it, but they also want it to be challenging so that you keep pumping quarters in. Here, there's no such deterrence because you just need to keep jamming on the shoulder button to put another credit in. Uh, I guess this isn't very helpful, right? I'm saying, oh, it's weird and it's tiring. Uh, And yet, I'm able to still play it uh, not really speed run it, but certainly portions of it. And the, I think that sort of mastery is even possible or that that sort of skill can even be built up. Uh, probably so something quite profound, although now I'm more distracted thinking about future societies where, uh, you know, there may be a need to explore what the rights would be for Turing machines that can uh, defeat... Let's just say glass joke. Let's just start there. Uh, how about you? Let's maybe remove pressure from needing to say something profound about games. What is this making you think of? Or what do you find yourself coming back to uh, doing this? Wednesday, the 16th of August at 3.20 p.m. Hey, David. You know, I think that your explanation of Punch-Out as a quadrant-based series of rock-paper-scissors matches made me not know how to play the game anymore. (laughs) But not really. Uh, But kind of, because I have been doing the computery thing of trying to find buffer strategies in the arcade version. Uh, And so, you know, I... um, I did it with Glass Joe for a while, and it, you know, really just involving me trying out different sequences of punches to see if there's a consistent sequence that leads to knocking Joe out quickly. Um, and I don't know, I failed. I couldn't find anything. I tried again with Piston Hurricane, didn't find anything. Tried with Bald Bull because I thought, you know, the fact that you can get to that point where he charges and if you hit him correctly, it's a, it's an instant knockdown. I wondered if there was like a sequence that would lead frame perfectly to getting that punch in. And I didn't get it. And one of the reasons that I didn't get it is because it is unbelievably boring uh, trying to figure this out. And 
is like the furthest thing from what I do enjoy about video games. Um, I really prefer just playing the game blindfolded. I think that there is something good about that and something exciting and sort of activating about not being able to see the game and focusing on your kind of mental model of the game instead of the actual model of the game. I think there's a, there's, there's a real pleasure to that. Um, and I suppose, you know, with the buffer strategy stuff, especially if you're looking it up online, one of the weird things about that, right, is that you're really not playing the game. Um, somebody else has played the game and figured something out. Maybe they had fun doing it. I find it hard to believe. Um, and then you just sort of input the sequence, but you're not playing in any useful sense, right? Uh, whereas blindfolded play, as I said, you know, it feels, if anything, more intensely present and active and thoughtful uh, and rich than playing the game eyes open. Uh, perhaps just for the contrast effect. Um, but I think there's there's a weird connection between sound uh, and, and having a real physical sense of play, um, which maybe is to do with, you know, literally sound waves are physical entities. Um, I suppose light is as well. I don't want to get into the question of whether light is a particle or a wave with you, David. Let's just, let's just say that I, I did enjoy playing it blindfolded, and I, I like playing it blindfolded more than um, sighted. And that's kind of where I ended up. I liked it. Um, I don't think I speed ran in any very effective way. I enjoyed trying out the buffer strategies a little bit, if only to find out that I don't enjoy them. Uh, and one thing I keep thinking about is what would happen if Bald Bull and company uh, knew that we had our eyes closed? <laughs> Surely they would destroy us. Wednesday, the 16th of August, at 6.37 p.m. What if the clearest way to see a video game is behind closed eyes? I don't know. I feel like you and I are both sort of twisting our words a little bit to maybe be a little slightly caustic, slightly uh, aloof about this undertaking. Uh, not that we're looking down on it, but, you know, through the smaller version of the undertaking, uh, through the through the guise of um, speedrunning, we're also doing this other sort of impossible, uh, daunting task to expect to do in about a week's time. It's sort of the... Um, verb or action or life practice version of putting a hat on a hat. And that's appropriate, I think, because a hat on a hat is a great, <laughs> two great things to pull down over your eyes to re-experience things you're used to experiencing. And something that occurred to me over the weekend is how for a long time, uh, I've been wanting to try a sensory deprivation tank, and this is, of course, a uh, not that. Uh, a sensory deprivation tank is a way of, as people say, and I understand, experiencing heightened awareness uh, as a gateway of uh, to relaxation, meditation, self-discovery, uh, by just shutting yourself out from the world around you, uh, to float, as they say. Um, and this is sort of the opposite of that. Not that it was necessarily stressful. Um, but maybe, you know, the most poignant way I can describe what we did is just literally what we did. Um, which is to fight Glass Joe with our eyes closed. 
Why was he so angry? End of messages. Thank you for calling GameThing. For more information, or to leave us a voicemail, please hang up and dial GameThing.life. Goodbye.